Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host, Ben, and today I kind of wanted to talk about something that I've been dealing with for the last, I don't know, four or five months. I haven't put a podcast out in a while, not because of it necessarily. I make it sound like a drug habit or something. Jeez. Wow, it's like a suspenseful soap opera. Anyway, no, I'm talking about keeping a soft heart towards people and a soft heart towards God. It's something my mom always used to say. Um, make sure you keep a soft heart towards God. And I have found through this whole coronavirus thing, and through various things happening all around with laws being passed and you know, I'm not super political. Like, I just love Jesus, but some of this stuff is just ridiculous. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't put a lot of confidence in where things are headed. Um, but, but I just, I found my, find myself and have found myself in the past getting very calloused very quick at people and their outlook on life and kind of forgetting where I came from, forgetting that I didn't have at one point, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I wasn't living empowered by God to live righteously. And and this self, I think the biggest thing about becoming calloused is you become increasingly self-focused. Uh, I'm in a place in my life now where God has blessed me a lot. I have lots of, um, lots of, st- <laughs> I don't want to say stuff necessarily, but um, I do have you know, a healthy amount of finances and, and we're taken care of and God's blessed us abundantly and lots of miraculous things have been happening in the last little while. And, um, you know, (laughs) my life is, is very good, but I found with non-believers, especially I'm having a really hard time relating to non-believers, relating to anybody in general, because I, uh, it all seems so silly to me. It all just seems too simple. It's like, open your eyes and look. Um, and then uh, you don't want to bring it up because people will think you're crazy. Like, oh yeah, sure, there's a God who runs the universe and he loves you and takes care of you. So like, yeah, whatever, buddy, you're insane. And I mean, sure, you could look at it that way. Um, but then also, there's questions that they haven't asked uh, about their eternity, their destiny, uh, the hopelessness they feel, the emptiness they feel, um, even if they're not necessarily um, pursuing, you know, this total heathen lifestyle. There's still something that they're trying to pursue, something they want to fulfill. You know, people talk about a meaningful life or a purposeful life or a hopeful life, and they try to do that all without Christ, and it, it's it will fail, um, whether whether it fails, you know, in the next 10 years or the next 20 years, or it fails when they're on their deathbed, it's that, that outlook on life, that perspective is always going to fail. And what I find hard for relating to people is, is seeing that, knowing that it's going to fail, receiving the, not necessarily abject hatred, that's, hmm, that's really strong language, but receiving the criticism and receiving the, uh, just the, you know, skepticism and, uh, you know, people kind of blow you off or whatever for your worldview. And then still being able to go out and see value in that person and love them in the way 
that you know you are supposed to and that you know that Christ would. Knowing, remembering in the moment that Christ died for you and he also died for them and they are just as valuable. You know, treat others uh, above how you treat yourself. And and I, I find myself just needing to chip away at the the calcium <laughs> deposit that grows around my heart towards people because i don't want to ever be embittered towards people uh it's interesting when you see the example of jesus in the bible he loved people so well and there was people he was frustrated with and mad at but the man with the greatest insight into the human heart ever through the Holy Spirit, is he continued to love people even if he knew, like with Judas especially. I guess that's the uh, that's one of the things that uh, I'm just just coming to me now. You know, Judas betrayed Jesus, and Jesus knew that he was going to betray him, and yet he chose to love him anyway. You know, Judas was there um, when I, I'm pretty. Oh dear, I'm going to have to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure Judas was there when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. Uh, He might not have been, actually. You know what? I feel like he wasn't. But anyway, Judas was there during a lot of the stuff that Jesus did, all of the teaching, all of the preaching. You know, he shared meals with them. And Jesus served him and loved him and knew that he was going to betray him. And, And we, it's not like I have a bunch of Judases in my life. I'm not like, there are people that are going to betray me and then crucify me and like like it's it's nowhere near as extreme uh but my my selfishness the thing that makes me turn inward it just creates this tough callous shell around my being and i really um i really think it stems from and i've been thinking about this only for the past 2 or 3 days but i think it stems from a lack of gratefulness and uh, a lack of healthy perspective of how much has really been done for you and given to you. That being said, it is if if you become calloused around non-Christians, then the callousness you can grow towards Christians is even more extreme because you're like, how you have you have all of the you know all of this knowledge you have the bible you believe that god is there you hopefully have the holy spirit living in you and you have this ability to communicate with god and and have relationship with him and yet you still choose to fail um and you still choose just selfishness and stupidity and uh but the thing is you know that bitterness towards other believers is something that they could criticize in me. Um, so full circle, you know, it, it, it's just keeping that softness. I'm not actually sure how to maintain it. All I know is that it's healthy to have an awareness of when your heart becomes calloused, when you are unable to love people, when you are frustrated and being able to differentiate between a healthy frustration that's going to lead you to better action, like being like, oh man, like if only they knew and you're just, you want to move forward, um, or a frustration that leads to bitterness. Um, 
because we we do need to contend in our lives. We do need to not struggle necessarily, but we we need to come against opposition, and that's that's part of our journey. Is we're in a war. We're in a spiritual war. It's good versus evil. You know, light versus darkness, and it doesn't always seem that way. Um, but but to remember to keep our war away from flesh and blood uh, and to keep that gratefulness. I think that's the key to softening your heart. And even if you don't have, you know, the lovey-dovey feelings, understanding, just waking up and understanding the value of the individual, that Christ died for them, no matter what they've done, no matter how they act, no matter how they treat others, no matter what choices they've made in the past or where they sit in the present, they have value. And and we can, our, our goal is we're drawing that out. Well, we're not drawing out the value. I guess, yeah, we are drawing out the value by bringing them to Christ. Um, we're, we're, you know, whether by word or by deed, we're just serving people and loving people, seeing that they're valuable, seeing that they're worthwhile, and being grateful for the things we've been given. I mean, I'm extremely blessed. I'm not necessarily a millionaire or, or, <laughs> I mean, even a 10,000 air, but I have, I have m- more than enough money to survive, uh, month to month. I have, um, a vehicle that functions. I have a great job. Um, I have um, an awesome roof over my head. I have food in my fridge, you know, uh, running water. Holy moly. I mean, toilets, like if you've ever had to poop in the bush, you know that a toilet is just the greatest invention ever. Like there's so much to be grateful for. And the bar is so, it's so much lower for um, other societies, you know, people live in slums and live in poverty, but they choose to be happy. They choose to be joyful. They choose to serve their community and love one another in Christ, despite these horrible circumstances. And me in all of my wealth, comparatively, of course, I'm not, I'm not Jeff Bezos or whatever, but like in my very great position in life and all of the blessings I've been given, uh, I, I am still able to be like, well, they just, people just don't understand. And I just want to self-focus and just, well, I'll just do it better than anyone else. And I'll prove, I don't, I don't even know what that would prove. It wouldn't prove anything. It, it would just be a life wasted because, um, a life of calloused invulnerability, uh, cannot be a life of love. It just can't. And God is love and we are to become love and love the world and lead them to Christ through our actions. Uh, so, yeah, I that that was kind of my thought, and that was that. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to listen to this, and if if anybody's feeling particularly callous towards the world, especially with all these weird restrictions and the shutdown, and just life's not necessarily normal. Um, I noticed my heart getting hard towards society and people not being able to love people uh, and just not not having that gratefulness in my heart for the amazing blessings that God has given me. So, um, 
yeah, if this helps somebody, that would be fantastic. If it helps no one, is only cathartic self-talk therapy for myself, that would be super awkward, but whatever. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to pray probably really quick. So, I mean, um, fun fun fact, you can pray with your eyes open. I didn't know that till I was like really old, like 16. I'm just kidding. No, I'd pray with my eyes open all the time, but I thought it was like protocol. I didn't actually know that there was nowhere in the Bible. This is a random tangent offshoot, but there was nowhere in the Bible that said you needed to close your eyes and fold your hands. Like I thought that was like a biblical mandate to pray, but anyway, we're going to pray and you can pray in whatever (laughs) position you want, I think. But father, thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us. Thank you that you were not all things are good, but you are working all things to your good that your your goodness will surpass the power of evil and that Christ has already defeated the greatest enemy uh, of sin and death uh, and 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 he or sorry he's defeated sin and death and and defeated our greatest enemy and thank you for your goodness to us in this time thank you for your blessing thank you that that you are creating a bride you're perfecting your bride that we get this opportunity to love the world and to love people please chip the stone off of our hearts god Um, give us a deep deep love for not only unbelievers but also our community of believers that we would be able to grow one another in love we would have a passion for you and a passion for working with people in society and partnering with them and loving them in a very real tangible way that they would see you in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks guys for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time about uh, whatever God puts on my heart. Have a great morning, evening, I don't know, nighttime, midnight snack, whatever you happen to be doing right now. Okay. I love you all. Goodbye.